Hi guys, it's Brandon and Emma, and we are here from Pink Fishes with our second podcast. Um, but today's episode, we're going to be talking about realistic expectations within the lash industry, and this goes for every single aspect. It goes for your clients, it goes for you as a lash artist, it goes for the people that expect your job as well to be a lot different than what it actually is. So we're going to cover all bases on kind of what your expectations should be coming into the industry and then also what your client's expectations should be when they turn up and they want their lashes done. Yeah, I feel like the easiest one to probably start with is clients because I find this really difficult because you have a range of clients, if you know what I mean. You have those ones that don't know the difference between a classic, a Russian, a hybrid. They have no clue. Like, they're coming in with zero idea. Um, And then you've got ones that have had lashes or might be lash techs themselves so like they really know what they want and they're going to be fussy and they're going to be picky and I think it's like you've got to judge the expectation to depending on like what kind of client you've got I think it's so easy as well to kind of get so used to one type of client like I know for Mm. me I have like my friends obviously you know your friends come in you're just like yeah sit down on the bed hurry up (laughs) that's kind of how I am so when I do have a client I have to remind myself that sometimes people are totally fresh to things and they don't know what they're going to kind of entail they don't know what lashes are about they don't Mm -hmm. know what the process is so it's it's one of the things as well like uh, even I find myself giving people the same kind of treatment over and over again you have to break it up yeah i think it is as well like it depends on where you're working because i think like if you're in a salon let's say Mm. you could have anyone walk in like any type of client whereas i think like a lot of like i think lash techs nowadays tend to like work from home Mm. and they might have like a setup there and then they might get all of their clients from instagram and all their pictures look really similar because they're offering sort of the same thing so then i feel like you're going to get more and more of the same people if you're working that way whereas if you're like working in a salon or you do offer loads of different types you've got to be more diverse that you're going to have to have like loads of different things Mm. and as well with that like comes like the stock like if you're offering loads of different types of things if you're offering classics Mm. russians hybrids you've got to have all the different thicknesses that you need you're gonna to have to have like loads more different yeah. curls loads more different lengths the amount of people that we have especially coming into pink fishies mm. and they buy this one standard type of lash and it's always and i could feel like you're gonna say the same thing <laughs> but it's always a decal in a 0.5 and they never change anything yeah. it's like you have really? this stick in the idea that not everyone wants the same things people want different styles and different curls and different thicknesses and as we all know as lash artists you use different thicknesses for different reasons so i think for me my biggest my biggest advice especially for new people is never limit yourself down and get used to just using one specific curl yeah i think like as a top tip buying mixed boxes even just Always. so you've got them like mm. myself i tend to use d and u curls mm. it, ju- it just they're more popular um with my clientele but i do have a few mixed boxes of c curls mm. and like an m curl just in case i ever have that client that comes in and wants a more natural look or wants like a foxy eye I look mean, i've got the m curls just sitting in my drawer but will i ever use them probably not but i need to be prepared for that situation yeah and that's why i keep I'm telling myself that it's always got to have like an MCAL or do you know what I mean? And then there there is a line I think as well because you can't be prepared for 
every single thing that someone asks for for example I don't have coloured lashes but I know they're becoming really popular and in mm. my mind I'm sort of thinking should I have a box at home just in case anyone asks for them but then I think something so specific like that you could almost advertise but say you need to give me like notice in advance notice in if advance, you want yeah. that especially it's like I could buy a coloured box but and I don't know what colour they want but then I think in the same aspect you've got to remember there's probably like one in ten people that would want a coloured lash do you know what I mean like yeah I don't even know, but I, then, don't know. I, I don't know it's getting popular I yeah. mean we sell a hell of a lot here so I, this is what I mean like they fly out the door like, so then I think oh am I missing a trick here like should I have them at home coloured lashes waiting? are now available at Emma's <laughs> yeah we've well, well we have a new one coming we've got like uh, pre-fanned coloured mm. lashes they come because of popular demand what do you though just like can I say we've got C no, and D girl no it's in like the di- like the pre-fanned the D Ooh, and I think they're 60 I think so okay. yeah I think they're 16 I think they come in blue pink and white which obviously pink fishes colours um, standard or we have our coloured lashes that are already available in a warm or cool. And in our warm one, we've got red, orange, yellow and white. And in the cool box, which is probably the best selling, a cool in a D, um, as you've got purple, blue, pink and green. So I feel like those tend to be the really popular colours. So, but yeah, like, do you have things just in case? I think sometimes, but I don't know when you stop. I think just, I think... Obviously, for beginners, start off with your basic curls. So mm-hmm. it tends to be around a U. Right. C or D, yeah, yeah. U, C, D. Then you've got obviously as time goes on, depending, you'll you'll start to notice that your clientele is of a certain kind of style. Do you know what I mean? Or a certain kind yeah. of yeah. But I think then base it off of that, but never limit yourself. No, there's a very fine line between kind of limiting yourself and also I feel like it needs to be spoken about but a lot of people don't feel confident enough to suggest a style or a curl to someone yeah it's like they get told what they what the what the client wants Mm. and then they just accept it whereas you are the expert so own that right and say do you know what I love that maybe let's try it in this curl because I feel like it would complement your eye a little bit better it's not it's like it, and on the extreme of that sometimes you just have to say no like I've had clients like we sell up to I think 20 mil here at Pink Fishes which that is only going to be okay for like really healthy really naturally good and long lashes mm. 99% of customers can't have 20 mils the whole way across I would even say 100% can't have 20 mil the whole way across my eyelashes would snap they would snap so sometimes you have to say no like when people ask for like I've had people ask for that long Mm. and they can't their lashes can't handle it like they can't I've looked I've gone no it's not happening you can max have about 15 16 I'm not trying to catch a lawsuit okay (laughs) (laughs) yeah I don't want it because then all that's going to happen is they're going to go away they're going to either come off early or they're going to damage their natural lashes that's going to be my fault so you know I think you have to not really worth it well, it's, it's not even that, it's just that, like, I feel like, at the end of the day, you, like you said, you're the expert, and you're the one in that field, like, you're the one that can see. I don't think people can really see how healthy or how long their natural lashes are, like, just by looking at the mirror at them. Mm. I think you, when you've got, like, you've got your iPads on, you've got your tape, you've got your light, like, your ring light and your LED light, and you're, like, sitting there, you can see every single, and like, every... Bit, yeah. yeah, and I've yeah. seen it before. I've seen people, you can, like, I mean, lashes, you can see when people pick. I didn't notice that my lashes were 
brittle, should I say, or mm. broken until I started getting a lash lift. Right. And then that's when, obviously, because it's the curls different, you look mm. closer to your eyelashes. That's when I've started realising that my personal eyelashes um, are kind of really, really weak. Yeah. And that is why, when you said 20, I was like, mm, no, that's these are eyelashes. No, and that's not something that like, people don't really know. Like, they wouldn't. Like, you, I don't think I would even know, like, what my lashes can do or can mm. take, but... I just trust my lash tech, who is also my sister, so is I will be blaming her if any, <laughs> if any do oh, get yeah. broken. But I just trust her to, you know, look at my lashes. To be fair though, I'm not gonna lie, you, when you told me how many hairs go in the fan on your eyelashes, I was mm. like, ooh, child, you test the waters. I'm not I know, lie. I go to the limit sometimes. The extreme, but, the extreme. But yeah, I think sometimes like, with expectations as well, I get this all the time where someone wants like really full and fluffy but broken or they've got hardly any lashes and I have to sort of say like, you know, I'll do my best to make them as full as possible. But they might not be... Knock the mic. I know. (laughs) But they might not be like where they want them to be now. Like, of Mm. course, we can get them to a point where like they're like when I put on the lashes they're going to be healthy and they're going to grow back and it's going to be fine but yeah it's sort of like managing their expectations and also I've had this as well where people booked in not for me personally but I've heard people say like they've booked in like someone's booked in for classics and then have turned up and said yeah I want them really thick and full but they don't mean classic then they just obviously don't know the difference I think it really helps if you have something either on your page or a consultation or like something where you can explain to them okay so that actually brings me to say this clients if you're listening be realistic when you're going to a lash artist if you don't know what you're talking about say it don't yeah. because I have had time and time again where friends have gone we've all had the friend mm. oh when you go to work tell her you want Russians when the friend don't know anything do you know what <laughs> I mean? the friend's just telling you what you what you think mm. you want do you know yeah. what I mean and then you may not go there and go no I definitely want Russians mm. it's definitely Russians and Lash artists are sitting there thinking, but oh, what you're describing isn't Russian, so... Yeah, like you're going, oh, I want classic, really so. natural, not where too much. This, where you've got this information from, but you're insisting, like, you're insisting you want a certain style when actually the lash artist knows. So just mm-hmm. trust in the process. If, and I mean if, touch wood, that you say you want something and then your end result isn't what you wanted or you're not happy with it, then you can say, well, I've yeah. tried that and it's not it. So it's definitely not that. But just be a little bit kind of trusting in your artist they know what they're talking about well let's hope they know what they're talking about <laughs> no shade intended. Yeah. but um trusting them and they will kind of give you that desire i feel like with every single with every single aspect of the beauty industry transparency is always a good thing mm-hmm. like if i don't know something i will tell you i don't know it. if i don't know how to do something i will tell you i don't know how to do that do you know what i mean yeah. and then you're always going to be happy with the end result because you've been truthful with each other you've been honest you've been transparent with what you both know and what you can do do you know what i mean so i do think that is one of my pet peeves and i feel like people need to be realistic mm. and rein that in because it gets on my nerves when people do that mm, no definitely and then i think there's also expectations to be had from lash techs themselves like one of the ones i see all the time oh my goodness one of the ones i see (laughs) one of the ones i see all the time is people so concerned about how long a set should take them um and it's such a big topic because i feel like 
this it's more of like a range and it's more of a spectrum of how long it should take you and also like as you probably know when you're starting off you're going to be slower a lot of people when we have like training days here will have three to four hours and the set will not be complete i was the other way around Really? I was faster and now it takes a lot of time. <laughs> but it's it's difficult because when you're first starting off, like you don't know what you're doing, it's hard to isolate, it's, you're trying to pick up all these techniques. Um so you don't really you're gonna like obviously get quicker over time. But even now, like there's some like pros that will take three hours. They'll spend three hours on a set. And there's some people that could do it in half an hour to an hour. But it's always your style as well. Like, if you're requesting a Russian or mega volume, should I say, you're obviously going to be there for longer. Like, well, most of the time, yeah. Like, I guess if it's, it's just the same lash tech that's mm. doing it, like classics, because it's just that one-to-one application, like, it's probably going to be quicker than if they were doing mega volumes. But I do see people that can do mega volume sets just as quick as other people can do classics because mm. everyone's going to take different amounts everyone's of time. Yeah, and it depends. Like, I don't know, some people were perfectionists. Like, they want to lash every single lash mm. in the perfect, like, layout. They want to do lash mapping. They want to do a prime, a bath. Like, mm. they want to do elixir and nanomisters after the treatment. Like, then there's some people that it's like, you get a time slot that is your time slot if it's half an hour for an infill or it's an hour for a full set like mm. that is that is the thing or and then you're going to get a light set uh, or maybe you'll get a heavier set like it just depends i think you've just got to be realistic with what your timing is mm. what you think's like good enough for what you charge and sort of like just work on your speed and speed doesn't always mean it's better quality Okay, so I've actually got another question to ask you. Mm-hmm. What are your thoughts on infilling someone else's work? Because I would. Uh, I would. Personally, <laughs> I don't do that. No, oh. I I've done it when back in my early days of starting to lash. I thought, oh well, I'll try it. What can the harm be? It was horrible. Like not bashing anyone Mm. but you don't know the quality of that person's work and I'm sure sometimes it would work out fine but on my occasion it did not this poor girl they were like they weren't isolated at all they were all stuck together there was no way that I could infill them so then obviously I'd only booked her in for like an infill slot Mm. but in the end I had to remove them and do a full set and then I had to push back well yeah I had to push back all these other clients to make and like I wish I just wished I hadn't have done it Mm. and then like they were such like bad quality where like they'd been so damaged afterwards like I wish I'd have almost just done a removal and right full set and said yeah. that and or yeah. just said no like I'm sorry mm. like I don't infill other people's work but I can remove them you know what I mean yeah. and sort of go from there but even the removal was horrible because I, I didn't even know like what like what type of glue she'd use mm. but it's almost like she'd super glued them it was just it was hor- with the yeah, honestly, to get them it was just <laughs> horrific like honestly they were all stuck together oh no I just wouldn't do it again yeah. but that's I my personal like preference I don't like doing it simply for the base of one, the isolation. If someone has isolation, and obviously things happen, like I know some people find that they go home and the, if the glue's not dried properly, they start to fuse together. Um, so I don't like the, the isolation. I feel like it's always hard work to try and isolate someone else's work. Not for me. And then the other thing is, when obviously the lash starts to grow away from the natural root, 
you've got a match. You've now got a match. You're, you're curl, no. You've now got a match. The length that you're going to go in with infill to mm. try and blend that in, if that makes any sense, depending on what style you're going for. But like, yeah. that's what I tend to do. And I feel like it's just hard work. Why am I doing that? Like, yeah, and like, just take it off. I mean, as you just said that, it made me think of something else. Like, you don't know what curl, thickness, thickness length, this other lash text use, and unless your client knows, which is. Unless your client knows, which I would say is doubtful, like you're you're gonna have to try and match that up as best as you can, and it might not match, and then or you might not have the curl like we and said then earlier. Something that's that supposed have. to be like a mega volume ends up looks, looking like a um, hybrid set. Yeah, I just I, I just think it's a, a no no. So I think expectations like if you're infilling other people's work should be pretty low. <laughs> like you've got to prepare yourself for anything, and maybe even say that like, you could say like I can take a look at them, but they might need. Stop trying to save a coin and just be honest and say you need a full set. Yeah, that's the brutal line. Yeah, like just say I need a I need a removal. I need the whole thing done. <laughs> you're gonna have to squeeze me in, okay? Yeah. <laughs> I think as well other expectations to sort of have like with like lash techs is sort of your clients um and like getting them building up your clientele um and also like complaints and things you're always gonna get be realistic with yourself there is no one in the world that is that's not ever gonna agree with you there's always gonna be someone in that room or some client that's gonna say total opposite things what you say it's the work it's how the world works you're always gonna have not everyone's gonna be happy with the service that you provide and that is fine because there are so many other people in this world that are gonna be happy with what you're providing mm. that are gonna that that are gonna be grateful for the treatment that you've just do you know what I mean like I feel like a lot of people a lot of lash artists are very and I do it myself sometimes it's like self-sabotage you kind of think that you're going to please everyone and everyone's going to love your work and mm. everyone's going to sing your praises that's not going to happen it's mm. not a realistic thing to happen you're always yeah granted you might have nine people that come back to back and they're all super happy with what you've done and you think they're going to go and sing your praises and get more clients and the rest of it but you are going to come across that one person eventually that turns around and says I'm not happy with this yeah and that is fine because clearly maybe you just don't work for them they don't work for you or they haven't explained do you know what I mean there's so many different reasons why that that situation could occur but it's, it's an unrealistic ex- expectation especially when you get into an industry to think that you're going to please everyone yeah yeah and that you're going to be perfect every you're time it's just, it's not, you're going to get things work. wrong like you're, it's going to happen I get things wrong you get things wrong everyone mm. does we're all we're human that's what we do as human yeah. beings yeah and also like to expect your books to be full all the time I think it's hard like it comes in spells like not everyone's fully booked all the time there's definitely things that you can do mm. to like help and we'll do that on another podcast I think like talk about how to build your clientele it's really funny because everyone really like tends to start off especially again beginning they always tell you what you can earn but they don't mm. tell you what's going to happen when you have a quiet season like, yeah they don't tell you how to prep for them things like my the best bit of advice I ever had and this was in my makeup career this was in my lash career this was in my hair career is that when you have them down moments where there's no clients coming through your door mm. there's no ma- income at yeah. all for you you've got to use the money when you do have them busy periods mm. and the busy spells to save for the rainy days yeah. and that is so so important it's so true because it whatever treatment you're doing or whatever service mm. you're providing 
that will mean that will still cater yeah. to you you still have to say for the moment also like expectations as a newbie like if you've just trained you should really be offering these lashes for free like when you're doing your case studies um and things like that because you can't get insured because you've not passed yet mm. so you need to be offering them for free really and like that is a realistic expectation to have uh, that your first couple sets will be free then mm, i'm gonna play devil's advocate first couple of first ones one, yeah one, like a couple like ones. i'm talking as enough to get you past and basically then after, yeah and that, then material costs and then from there yeah and th- like then i think you slowly increase so then like i think like, when i started doing it i think half had full sets for like 15 20 pounds which i was definitely making like a loss on like in terms of like it would take me three hours not my tiktok the other day indirecting you <laughs> <laughs> but like honestly it like I was making like a genuine loss at first and that is a realistic I think you need to know that when you are starting off that is it but if you can get through that because I I could I don't know how many like what the figure is of like a pass rate but I know that so many people don't even get to that point sometimes because they just don't stick with it they're like they find it hard to get the models in or they find it hard to get these people because like although you're offering them for free not everyone wants them but definitely like post it on facebook groups like things like that because there will always be people that want it mm. like always you just got to find them you just got to do the work to find them and i think that's like what you should be doing when you start but then yeah slow increments slow increases and then just wherever you want to end up really but yeah i think you should just know when you're starting out I, i'm sorry sally but i'm not going to be paying you 65 pounds mm. when you just passed yeah last yeah it's not realistic it's not like it's not you like part of being a lash tag like part of that money is not just your time and your material because it's your skill expertise always yeah like how long you've been doing it for how many people you've done like all of that is accountable you're not just paying for your products your time you're paying for your expertise the years of you building your career up to that point and the money that's gone into it like there are at the end of the day you did pay for that qualification you you have to be reimbursed for that at some point so um yeah, I do agree. I do agree with that. Yeah. Totally. But I also think ease yourself into that. Don't rush. No. To, to just... No, like, I see... What ends up also happening is you'll burn, you'll burn your candle out. Do you know what I mean? Like, mm. you'll, you'll think, oh, yeah, I want to make this money, and you'll be in it just for the money. But really and truly, lashes is a very time-consuming thing. You have to have patience yeah. with it. You have to have a passion or some sort of drive. Not necessarily passion, because I remember, um, I think it was Lana from um, Lash... Master, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say that's her name off the top. It could be wrong. Apologies if it is, um, but she was like, I don't have a passion for lashes. I don't love lashes. Mm. I lo- have a drive for the money that comes with it, and I can respect that because I can see where that comes from. But then you need, which brings me back to what I was trying to say, is in you need a drive, not just kind of think that you're gonna go out there and make loads of money straight away because it's not gonna happen. Mm. Be realistic in thinking that. Yeah, like, don't get me wrong, I think you can make a hell of a lot of money from lashes, like, definitely, especially once you're more established. Mm -hmm. I think, like, maybe a top tip would be, I would, like, maybe start, like, almost part-time on the side. Like, that's what I did. I was actually at uh, uni when I started lashes, and I quit my dead-ass job working on a Wednesday night till three in the morning at the student union for about, like, eight-something an hour. Horrific. I started doing lashes instead and it slowly built up my clientele and like to the point where I was in earning £25 an hour, mm. like 
doing it from my lash room when I wanted to. It was great. I'm not gonna lie, I don't do lashes out of choice anymore. Like, I do it if I have to. Mm. I do it if, like, something needs to be, like, content needs to be mm. created. But in terms of, like, advertising it actively, I don't need to. Do you know what I mean? I don't feel like I physically need to. But I feel like That's it's always a good, like, a skill person. to fall back on. Like, I always think, oh, I'm oh, out of a job. <laughs> Which hopefully I'm not. It's very handy but... because there will always be someone who will sit there in the room and be like, oh, you do my lash extension. Yeah. Do mine. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It's very, very handy. Yeah, have, but... I feel like it's always a fallback and it's always, like, a great addition to have. But okay. you've got to keep hitting the game. Like, I still... I still do lashes yeah. semi-regularly. Yeah, just to keep your skills up to date, though, I feel like I do I have a few like... clients. I do my sister all the time. Like, mm. I never can get rid of her <laughs> because then I won't get my own done. So She'll come in here for you. <laughs> and like you said, with creating content, I always keep, like... What is that saying where you keep, like... Not your fingers in the pool? <laughs> what is it? Can someone tell me what that saying is? Can we, can we have someone look it up? Is it keeping your finger in the pie? It's on now. <laughs> um, so, before we go, we'll wrap it up quickly, but I just want to ask you five... Give me five realistic expectations that you have realised people should have whilst working at Pinkfishes. What, like, for the staff here, or, like... Whoever for anyone? you want, for staff, for, for customers. customers, for yeah. us, for you... I think, like... Check the boo. <laughs> the customers... I feel like I see this a lot. So, not like not a lot, but when we do get the odd like complaint when someone's ordered. Don't back it up. It's alright. No, but like when some when some people ordered like as a next day delivery. Um, like we don't work for the courier service. Like we pay them, obviously, yeah. and in turn customers pay us. So it's like you know basically the customers paying for that delivery service. Um, but sometimes, yeah, Royal Mail, sometimes Yodel, Hermes, we've tried them all. Sometimes they don't deliver things on time and it's so frustrating for us and obviously even more frustrating for the customer because I completely get that. So I would maybe say, like, try and keep on top of your stock levels. Like, as if you order a glue and you're on your last bit and then you order next day and it doesn't arrive because Royal Mail didn't deliver it nothing we can do about that and, and it, it is unfortunate and it is rare that this happens but I would just say like as a top tip just to help customers out like try and keep on top of your stocks like order glue and lashes and things that you need slightly in advance another one is a spare tweezer I think this is always a handy one to have so many people like we have a shop front here and so many people walk in and they've had to cancel their clients that day because they dropped their tweezer and they bent it and I don't know if this this has happened to you but if it has you'll know how difficult it is to lash with a wonky tweezer like it just it won't happen so I think that's really yeah yeah it's it's horrible so I think always have a spare one um just in case that happens it happens to all of us it's a mistake it's like it happens but have a spare one uh, at all times because then you can always just get the other one replaced I have one what people just because we work in a place where we supply products, we also get holidays off. So, when we're closed, 
We're not going to see your message. Don't get angry at us. Yeah, it is, it is hard because like, we walk in, like, for example... We are tired. We deserve a break too. <laughs> we work hard. Yeah, I guess like, after a sale, if we've been shut for, like, I don't know, two days because of, like, a bank holiday and it's been the weekend, so it's four days. And we do every... Let me just... Let me just say, we try and do everything for everyone. If we can do it and it's in our means and we feel like we can help a little bit more or do that extra step, yeah. we always, always, always go above and beyond. Um, so that's not to say that we don't, but just be reasonable. God, <laughs> can't think, we have a break? <laughs> I think, like, sometimes, like, don't get me wrong, we are, like, a growing company, but I think sometimes you, like, people look at Pink Fishes and they might think there's, like, hundreds of people here, like, there's a separate complaints department. No. We do everything, like we pick the orders, pack the orders, get the invoices out, like restock the shelves, like, and we're in the marketing team, like this is, you know. I do bloody content <laughs> and I'm sitting here packing your world up. Yeah, but like it happens, like we all muck in, like we are like, a, and customer service is really important to us. So we do take like every complaint and every, like everything so seriously. So yeah, I think, yeah, just mm. bear with us that. We do have a lot of good, like, and it's not that things go wrong a lot, but when they do, people are very understanding. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like, I do yeah. feel like there is... Yeah, definitely. But we do, again, we do have the odd Karen. <laughs> just wants to keep him going. And he's just like, darling, I can't help you. <laughs> and in terms of working at Pink Fishes, I think expectations, like, I think you're going to have to learn lashes at one point. I don't think there's a single person in this building that hasn't been roped into doing a lash course yep. i think it just helps with every aspect of the job because like if you're picking orders like you need to know what curl what thickness what length this person's ordered whether it's easy fan or normal or a pre-fan like you need to know sort of what that difference is because otherwise it's going to be really difficult for you to find the right product and then i've got one what's that one that i've had to learn very recently when coming out of a product you have to understand that what you think the product was going to be right at the beginning and what the product ends up being right at the end, two different things. Oh, yeah. You have to be realistic in thinking that there's going to be so many different changes going to happen throughout the process and they're going to come from every different angle of things that you haven't even actually thought about. Yeah. But someone else has picked up, like, again, we work as a big team with 12, but there's always some idea flowing about. So I come with an idea 
and then by the end of it it's changed about a million times and yes it can be frustrating sometimes but you have to be realistic in thinking that's going to happen mm, yeah I think but that's like, a recent thing that I've had to learn as yeah, we know no I know like even like if I take like our coloured lashes I was sort of looking at them thinking like when we got our first like samples in like I don't know maybe we'll have like there'll be like individual colours mm. with like and then our supplier originally told us you couldn't have like mixed lengths in one box so I was thinking oh god you're just going to have a whole box of like pink and a 13 like that's not going to be great and in the end we ended up with like mixed colours mixed lengths we had a new box design so that you could see through to it um, and we had two different designs and then it was available in two different colours like mm. it ended up being like way better than I even first pictured yeah. So I think it's great having loads of input. But yeah, like I think yeah, I think there's expectations to have from every side, like whether you're a client getting lashes, whether you're a lash tech doing lashes, or whether you're like us, the lash supplier. Um like we have expectations that we sort of set every day and you know, we do expect things to go and wrong, but we try and minimise it. Should be kind of sometimes can be seen as negative they're also positive you should have really good expectations for mm. yourself you should have expectations for us as your suppliers do you know what I mean like there are good expectations so you just need them to be realistic yeah that like that's the key point here like we continuously like we bring out new products we develop our website we change our images mm. we update our socials we add new like even this whole podcast thing this is this is new for us yeah but of course this is like this is what we I never thought wanted. in a hundred years <laughs> that anybody would want to listen to my voice on the train but you know here we are <laughs> but yeah I think like if you have any expectations from us or anything you'd like us to see or anything you'd even like us to just talk about on one of our next podcasts I think that would be great and I feel like we've wrapped this up quite well so I'm gonna leave you now so I've been Emma and I've been Brandon thanks for listening to us and we'll see you next time bye so I'm gonna make a few points to come back and say apologies for the sort of tape roll in the background we are in the office and today is a very busy day so apologies again (laughs) expectations